finally it's Friday. Oh, thank God it is Friday. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It's Friday. Time for the stretch to get some rest. That is the most wonderful time of the entire week. And I will be getting plenty of that. In fact, today, I, I'm not lying. I'm kind of phoning it in on the stretch show today. Just kind of getting the phone in because I got all of the 450 Moto interviews. I'm going to throw those all out there. The entire podium, which is number one, Eli Tomac. Number two, Cooper Webb. And number three, Justin Barsha. And I'll sprinkle those throughout the show today uh, in different orders. So if you listen all the time, you won't hear It's going to suck, I will tell you, on the podcast today because there's not going to be a whole lot of show. It's going to be like, wow, this is a short podcast. Stretch phoned it in. You're damn right he did. Stretch is a tired mofo. But it is a weekend without moto. you got Arena Cross tonight if you want to watch that. It's the season wrap-up of that. All of the riders are just working extra, extra, extra out getting in all they can in outdoor right now. And in fact, in the next segment, I will break down what's going on in the world of moto, if you will, and tell you what the F is uh, is up with that. I got other stories too, but not a ton of them. I, I came home really, really, really late from job number three, like really late. At a time I should be done and get ready to go to bed. I just got home from work. And then I started looking at stories and I'm like, there's nothing really good that I like out there. So I'm going to go into some rants. I'm going to play some moto. I'm going to do some short little segments. And I'm going to get in and out. I'm going to bob and weave like Muhammad Ali today. You know why? Because I'm the greatest. That's why I am the greatest. And I'm the greatest phones it in sometimes. <laughs> not gonna, not going to lie. Not, not going to make up that I don't. So that is what is happening today. You are witness a, a throw in the towel show from Stretch. And I'm going to do all I can, and I'm going to get it rolling. But i got to get to bed, and I'm being really loud, apparently, according to my family as I record my shows. And they're all trying to sleep because it's late as F, and this show starts airing in about an hour or so. So I really got to get all this done. It is uh, coming up on the show. I'm going to break down some moto talk in the next segment, and then we're going to get into that Eli Tomac interview. Co-red plate holder. Both bikes will have the red plate. We'll break all this down. I'll let you know everything that's going on. They're in the Moto Minutes, but I'll kind of give you the long-form breakdown of everything after this, after a little rock and roll. Do that in the next segment. It's the Big 4-9. I am the Stretch Ari. Keep your pants on. It's Friday. Let's go. The Man Urge. Report! scary two dudes who are smarter than well me or you let's be honest it's elon musk and steve wozniak and these two smart dudes along with 1100 other people in the technology industry have all gotten together and signed an open letter from future of life institute and what they're doing is calling out developers of ai software and they are asking them to please stop what you're doing let's take a, another look at this because they feel there will be catastrophic results from the human use of AI in the future. And Magic Johnson is a baller for real. Not only is he one of the greatest Lakers ever, he also owns part of the Los Angeles Dodgers. At one point had a tiny bit of ownership for the Lakers, but he sold that to buy into the Dodgers. And now he's got another group of billionaire buddies together and they are looking to buy the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder. Remember, Snyder got a great offer from Bezos and Jay-Z, but he doesn't want to sell the Bezos because he hates them. So it's 
a good probability that Magic Johnson will be an NFL owner very soon. And finally, the NFL has changed their rules forever. Players could not be number zero. There was no number zero allowed on any team, and now they have announced that they have changed that rule, and the first guy to don the number will be Calvin Ridley, who played for Atlanta for a long time, and he was number zero in college, but had to go to number 18 when he was a pro playing for the Falcons, and now he's going to Jacksonville, and he's going to get to be number zero. So shout out to him being the first zero in the NFL. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show on a Friday. I know uh, typically I got my moto interview here. I'm going to do that next. Eli Tomac coming up in moments. But right now I want to break down the, the interesting experience that we're getting this year in motocross and supercross. And, and here's everything. Remember, no one pays us crap from the moto industry. They, they do not. So... I, I'm not looking out for anyone. I, I, I'm a fan. I love Supercross. I love Motocross. I love it. I love that we get access. I love that we get to talk to the riders. And I'm grateful for that. Outside of that, I don't know anybody anything, and I don't need to sit on anything. So I can tell you this. What happened is, remember the World Supercross, who we're friends with. We're cool with them, too. And, and I'm a big fan of that, and I want to see that grow because... Here's what I notice. If you're looking at what's happening this year in Supercross, the Aussies are amazing. Chad Reed was a freaking superstar. The Lawrence brothers are superstars. But other than that, not a ton of foreign riders outside of Kenny Roxon have dominated in the Supercross set because, well, it's and even Kenny hasn't won a championship on the 450. It's not happening. So... I, I want it to be a bigger world sport so that we get even better, right? Imagine even more amazing riders that come in and are great on the Supercross. A lot of the other guys now, all these foreign dudes, shred it on the outdoor season where they can come in. Look at, um, oh my God, this year we're going to have Tom Vialli racing freaking MX2 legend over in Europe. Is now over here racing on the 250s, so he's going to be racing in the outdoor season. He's been racing Supercross and he's been really good, but he hasn't won a race yet. I expect that may change when we get to the outdoor season. The dude's a beast. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, his rookie season on the 450 takes the championship aboard the Star Racing Yamaha. And here's what happened. We got the World Supercross coming on. Everyone saw it coming. And both the Supercross and the Motocross were, were like, uh-oh. We got a competitor, and there's big financial backing behind the World Supercross. So they're like, what are we going to do? Because these guys are going to start putting their season together to mess with both of us. They would bring it in a little early, and it would clip the end of Supercross, and then they would bring it in a little late. And they knew they had the factory teams in the bag because they got deals with them. But the privateers who don't make money, remember... We saw Max Anstey, who is a freaking reigning champion, by the way, in the 250s of the World Supercross, come on and say, dude, I raced, went 5-5 in an outdoor race last season, and I got 1500 bucks. That's not a lot of money. That's not enough to cover your expenses for that race. It, it isn't. And when you're trying to do this for your living, it's like, hey, we all love doing it, but at some point, we got to make some cash doing it. It's the same thing with the big 49. I got no Fs to give. I'm going to go where the dollars are. So knowing 
that they were going to lose riders, and riders were going to be like, you know what? I love Supercross and I love Motocross, but I can go over and race the World Supercross and make a little cash. That's what I'm going to do. So they saw the writing on the walls, and they were about to get kicked in the nuts. So they merged. They joined forces. They became the Super Motocross. And if you look at the schedule this year, it's going to end May 13th in Salt Lake City, Utah. And you're like, okay, that's round 17. Well, it doesn't say now the motocross season starts. No, there's two weeks off, or one week off, actually. The So it ends on the 13th. The 21st, they don't race. Then the 28th is the kickoff of the pro motocross season, and it's billed as round 18 on the season. Then when we finally wrap up the motocross season in September, we're going to go into those three playoff rounds, which will be at Speedways, and, and I anticipate them to be very much like a Daytona Supercross race, kind of a hybrid between Supercross and Motocross. And the championship season, the championship crown it all of the Super Motocross playoff, who gets a big fat payday because they signed a big TV deal with Peacock NBC, and they got it together. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking the Super Friends of Motocross. I understand it was a business move, and they did what they had to do, and they did it to cockblock the World Supercross because they were going to start losing riders who were going to chase a little bit more payday to go out. Well, now you can't, and they got the factory teams locked down except for Firepower Honda and the uh, AGP Suzuki team. Those are the only bigger teams, and they're not, the, uh, Firepower's not a big team, but HEP's the factory team for Suzuki, and they will go over and race um, World Supercross this summer, so they're going to race all the way through the year. Kenny Rocks is going to be busy on that Suzuki, as is uh, Max Hansi going to be on that Firepower Honda. But that was all done in order to cockblock the World Supercross, and it's interesting, so with that little tiny gap between the two seasons and they used to play well together motocross would wrap up and then they would have a good four weeks before they would get to racing or three weeks at least and then the fourth would be the race day and now they don't so you do not have a lot of time to get into your outdoor shape if you will to train for outdoor so everyone is doing that and it kicks off at Fox Raceway at Pala where we lose out as Californians is normally we get two rounds at Fox Raceway at Pala. We get the opening round and the final round, and this year we get the opening round and that's it. And that's because they added the three playoff rounds and the third one's gonna be here in Los Angeles, so we don't really lose out. We lose a pro motocross round, but we gain the championship winner-takes-all badass Palooza round, and that'll be at the LA Coliseum. So, gonna be awesome. Got to be very, very cool this season. And right now, if you are out at the local tracks, look for the the big factory riders. They're out there getting in their outdoor practice because they have to. They they are not going to have much time when the Supercross season ends May 13th in Salt Lake City to get ready. The 250 guys get a little more time because they go 250 East, 250 West, and they flip around. But the 450 guys, this is it. Get it in now. And that's what they're doing. So if you're out at the local tracks, you can catch a glimpse of these guys. It, it's they were close. I know they closed uh, Fox Raceway down this week, and a bunch of the dudes were out there. The Red Bull uh, KTM guys. Um, you also had the Pro Circuit Kawasaki guys out there at the same time. The TLD Gas Gas guys were out there, which is weird because you know they all got beef. I wonder if uh, Cooper's doing pow pows with those guys. I, I don't know. But anyway, that's what's going on in Supercross, so it's badass. And coming up next, speaking of Supercross, we're going to talk to Mr. Eli Tomac. 
He rides a star racing Yamaha. And he's coming up right here on the Big 4-9. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with your co-red plate holder after tonight from the star racing Yamaha team. It's Eli Tomac. And Eli, congratulations getting back on top of the podium again tonight and getting into a tie now with Cooper Webb. So we are dead even uh, just a little past the halfway point of the season. Can't wait to see what you guys have here. But let's talk about this race tonight in Seattle, Eli. Uh, about halfway through, it seems like you just got your groove in that main event. Uh, even qualifying was all right, and, and the heat race was all right, but it seems like about halfway through that main event, it, it something clicked, and here comes Eli. Uh, walk us through that. Well, it was honestly uh, when I just kind of got out of the, the mess of the beginning of the race. Um, okay. You know, we were all, you know, kind of just riding around as a, yeah. as a train there, and I, I got past, and I think me and Ken passed each other maybe three times. It was, yeah. or maybe twice at least. <laughs> but uh, so <clears throat> that was that was the beginning of the race. And I was just like stuck. Me and Ken were just stuck like glue the whole time. Um, and then once I got free of that, um, uh, what what really started working for me was the was the the left side of the loops and the skim. So yeah, um, that's where I made up the majority of the time and, and made some passes there too. So. Um, as usual, it was it, it was tricky, but it but it, it raced well. Yeah, and when you and Kenny were having that battle there, you think it was the whoops there that you definitely had the the time on him because there there was a point where you were faster than him and you did finally get around him. Was it the whoops section or where was it on the track where you were you felt you were faster? For sure, the the left side of the whoops, just with the okay. skim in general, and then right. um, that first long rhythm lane. I would just go all the way inside and then roll and then go over the tabletop and that, okay. that caught you out of that, yeah. that uh, transition after the, the table on table off. That was uh, <clears throat> that was pretty bad and yeah. I felt like there was mistakes to, get, to be made there so I just stuck with that other line where I gave some up yeah. in the beginning but um, would make time at the end of that rhythm section. And uh, how about that line uh, coming out of the first turn into that rhythm section there? You were taking a different line there that worked out, seemed like it was working pretty good for you. Yeah, it was it was a a pretty conservative line going starting that lane that lane yeah. uh, with a roll, but uh, I knew I could just do it every single lap. Um, so that was the goal there, and I'd actually make some time at the the end of it, but uh, lose a little bit at the beginning. But okay. um, yeah, uh, it, it was good because I it, it guarded the inside too. So okay, um, yeah, that that lane specifically, that first long lane was the was probably the the sketchiest one where it could it could drag your foot pegs after you would go. Um, off the tabletop there. All right. And the last couple of weeks, you've been losing points to Cooper. He's been pulling away with the red plate a little bit. And I know you had the sore neck. You probably weren't 100%. But what's been that strategy there of, of kind of maintenance the last couple of weeks to keep, you know, Cooper from getting too far ahead of you? Well, I mean, the most important thing is, like, I, I stayed within a position, you know, like yeah. literally, yeah. you know, between first and second worth a, worth a point. So, yeah. Um, I didn't. I wasn't that that worried, but uh, yeah, it, it does. It, it gets you. You know, it, you just you're like, man, really, I lost. I lost points two weeks in a row. So um, that gives you motivation. But yeah. uh, either way, most important was just you know staying within, uh, you know, basically one position. So no no real worries ever during the, the – I know people keep calling it a slump here, and, and God, I don't want to call it a slump. You were on the podium once and off the podium once and still in the top five. That's a, that's a great night for almost every rider out there except for maybe, I know, you guys in the very upper echelon. So not a slump, but were you never worried then uh, during that time of, of Cooper getting the red plate and then getting a little bit more of a lead. So you, you were good? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, you know losing points two weeks in a row. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just it's not fun. Um, either way, you know, we're we're so we were so close anyway that uh, it's just uh, it's good to uh, yeah to to not lose a, a third weekend in a row there. So um, yeah, it was it was a good bounce back for us. Yeah. Now, when you're chasing the red plate and then you're having the red plate, is there any difference for you? Uh, I guess in your effort or in your mental state, as far as uh, you know, having the red plate and chasing the red plate, which one is I guess more stressful, or do you take a different strategy for either of those? Um, for me personally, it, it doesn't really feel any different at this point because okay. um, we're you know, like right now we're tied up, so it's just like yeah. clean slate. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> all right, and uh, for you, is there any difference at all in in you know you guys now now you're tied up and 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 you had the red plate for the majority of the season thus far. You lost it for a couple of rounds. Now you're back to being uh, tied up with it. It's amazing for the fans. The, the the man drama unfolding out of that track every week is fun to watch in dude soap opera world. But for you, uh, any difference at all that that you guys are in this freaking tight of a battle? Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's a school that that we're that we're tied up right now. I think for everyone to see. So it is. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about the end, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh it, it, it's cool for everyone, you know, yeah. to uh, you know, I think to to see us this close. All right, uh, Eli. Now that we're talking about things, I know you don't like talking about. Uh, tonight, you tied James Stewart in overall wins. And that's a huge deal. This is a historic event in the sport of Supercross. And do you have time to reflect on that at all or to enjoy that? Or with the championship points where they are, we are just laser focused on what's going on right now. It's, it's special for sure. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're obviously neck and neck right now. And uh, got to stay focused on that. All right. Let's uh, talk about these fans here in Seattle. I know it was a packed house, almost 60,000 people in attendance in Seattle, making it a very, very uh, large crowd for a Supercross event. How awesome was it for you tonight to be racing out there in front of these Washington fans? I I, I think it's great. There's always a great crowd here. has really yeah. good energy. And um, I feel like there was there was a lot of people in the stadium tonight. So yeah. um, it was great. You know, I guess the the state of Washington, you know, is is, is enthusiastic for Supercross, so uh, it's good to see. And, and to be honest, I feel like all the stadiums this year have been pretty packed. So, yeah. uh, Supercross is in a, in a good place right now, and um, you know, I, we're providing good entertainment for everyone. All right, and the entertainment has been next level, and we can't wait to see what happens next week because one way or the other, you or Cooper are gonna move up and have the red plate by yourselves again. And now we have to take a week off. Are you stoked on having this week off, you know, to heal up and just feel better and maybe test some outdoor and, and, and get ready for that? We know you're racing outdoor season now. Or are you, you know, wishing you could just get right back to it and just keep battling in, in this Supercross title fight that you're in? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone somewhat looks forward to this to this weekend off. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, we've, we've been going, you know, you know, wide open for yeah. however many weeks now. So, um, yeah, spend some time with the, with the fam at home and, okay. um, but before you know it, we'll be right back into it. All right. Well, Eli, I can't wait till we get back into it. It is literally pins and needles watching this battle for the championship and everything else that goes on the storylines and the wins and, 
Uh, your next win is very historic in this sport. I know you don't like to talk about it, but we do as uh, Moto Media and as fans of the sport because it is something to, to watch, and it's been really great watching you this year and just seeing you put on a show for all of the fans out there, man. So best of luck to you when we head out to uh, Glendale, Arizona, next Triple Crown event. That's the next time we'll see you guys. Have a great week off, and we'll talk to you again very soon, I'm sure. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, I finally have a schedule for you. There will be no Supercross on Saturday, but there will be a Moto show right here on the Big 49. We're going to start it at noon, and I am going to make it. I will be there at least from noon to 1. If those knuckleheads want to go past 1, well, they're on their own. But it is the entire crew, myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle in the studio talking everything going on in Moto, maybe getting a little bit of a look at the outdoor season and just going over all the storylines of where we are so far in this motocross season. And remember, the season this year, it doesn't stop. It goes Salt Lake City will be uh, round 17, and then round 18 is Palo Raceway and the outdoor season. They're combining them as we now have the Super Friends of Motocross, so it's going to be a lot to talk about Saturday right here, Big 49, 12 o'clock Pacific time. Check it out. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a stretch show. I'm coughing and hacking. It's because I'm old. By the way, I've, I've been lingering now. I had that cold. I was sick for about four or five days. And I have had a little bit of a tickle in my throat, cough, phlegmy crap going on for four weeks now. Four weeks. Didn't have COVID. Took tests at my work. Makes me take a test. You show up with the sniffles at my work. They're like, take that COVID test. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got COVID. Get out of here. But didn't have COVID. So anyway, pretty weird. Um, by the way, I'm going to put up some Instagram photos you can check today on the Big 49 Radio Instagram. And that is Moto is doing some redecorating in the studios. He got some new neon signs that went up there. Shout out to our friends at Ghost. The Ghost one's my favorite. Uh, we got those up. So we got some new decorations that the Big 49 studio is coming around. Look on the wall. We got a Nate Thrasher number plate hanging up on the wall. We got a RJ Wageman number plate, 99, up on the wall. We got a giant Homer Simpson up in the rafters. We got some LBZ stuff. We got some signed Ronnie Mack stuff. Some, uh, God, Logan Carnow stuff. We got cool stuff everywhere. And every time we get something from somebody, we hang it up on the wall. We got some TLD stuff and a whole bunch of cool stuff. But now we got these badass neon, neon signs. I'm gonna put up some photos on the Instagram so you can see them. They're our newest badass. They're like neon bar signs. And uh, we got two of them in from our friends at Straub Distributing. And they are pretty badass. Just like the beverages we get from them that are freaking next level delicious. By the way, almost a fight happened yesterday. I talked to Moto Man way more than I need to or I want to and I was having a discussion with Moto yesterday, and I'm like, hey, Moto, blah, blah, blah. We're going over business and crap, and we got to do this, and we're doing this, and on this day, we're doing this, and blah, 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 blah. And we're kind of working out everybody's schedules and going over stuff. And he says, yeah. And remember, 
There's a, a owner that you guys never hear, a guy named Greg. Greg is a freaking genius sound guru, and he is the guy that designed everything you hear that makes the Big 49 sound so effing good, and like he is the guy that, that designed it, and he is our partner. And Greg's never around the radio station he sends his stuff and he tweaks things and he does stuff. He, he's a mad scientist is what he is. And Moto deals with Greg all the time. And he was like, yeah, I went over to Greg's and since I was over there and I just got this signs from Straub, I got some new stuff. So I brought him some liquid death and some of this. And I brought him a couple of cases of kettle chips. And it was like, oh, cool. Everything was like, okay, cool, whatever. Da, 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 and, da, 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 and I'm like telling him stuff I did and we're just comparing notes. And the conversation stopped too. What do you mean kettle chips? Yeah, for you talking about Moto. You've been hiding the be- beverages from me forever. You've been hiding the liquid death from me. You've been hiding the ghost. You've been hiding the black rifle coffee. What are you talking about, Moto? What do you mean kettle chips? He's like, oh yeah, Strom's got kettle chips. I'm like, wait a minute. We've got cases and cases of kettle chips at the studio? And I, I have not been privy to this information. I am important here, Moto. Do you know who I am? I am Stretch. I am the. I'm gonna run down how important I am. I am the vice president of programming. I am the program director. I am the morning host. I am the voice of the radio station, and I am the production director of the Big 49. That's all the titles I hold at Big 49. That's very important. I'm very important, Moto. I want my beverages, and now I want kettle chips. And if I don't get them, punching you in the penis. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm gonna get you, Moto, and I'm gonna punch you in the penis. And then you may suffer like the story I had on the show yesterday where the guy had the, the he fell and he dropped a crate on his penis and then he thought it was not healing right. It ends up he had cancer and he had to chop his penis off. That might happen to you, Moto. I'm just saying, remember, we're not talking about it, but there's still a demon loose at the radio station. That could totally happen. Totally, totally happen. Just letting you know. I got an update on the demon. You know what I will do? Um, coming up in the next segment, we are going to... Uh, do let's see it is Justin Barsha we're going to talk to Justin Barsha TLD gas gas team a dude out here in SoCal right now getting his training in I saw him looking badass nobody does a badass whip like Barsha Barsha's got some Barsha and Roxon really really got the best whips I, I'm going to from what I see I, the best whips Barsha's badass with that, but we're going to talk to him in moments. And then after that, I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you an update on the demon situation in the studio. I I have really good and bad news, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now. I'll tell the numbnutses again on Saturday, but here is the plan moving forward. And since I am so important here at the Big 49, so important that I hold all of these hats, all of these job titles, my business card has all of those things on it, uh, I can tell you... I'm going to tell you what's happening with the demon in the studio. I'm going to address it. I'm going to do it. And I don't need anyone's permission. And damn it, Moto, I better get my kettle chips or you're getting punched in the penis and maybe penis cancer from the demon. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Bad things are about to happen in that studio. I'm letting you know that. All of you numbnutses, get ready for that on Saturday. But I'm going to talk about that after we talk to Justin Barsha, and we'll do that next. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are going to sit down with one of our favorite writers on the entire circuit, because not only is it his birthday, happy birthday, Justin, but he is back on the podium and looking good on that 
freaking TLD gas gas machine. His name is Justin Bam Bam Barsha. And Justin, you are coming on here in these last few races, like really, really dialed in. And what I really notice about you is that you're coming out, you're getting into that front pack, and then you start eating people at the end. Like you're making a lot of ground. It's like you get faster as the race goes on. And I know that's, uh, you know, attributed to conditioning and, you know, setup and being dialed in. But walk us through that. How's that feel right now for you at this point in your career to be the dude that's coming from behind and taking people out as these motos go on yeah it feels good for sure um about it's been probably four weeks now we found a good yeah. setting on the bike and okay. the bike's working really good and i'm able to show my potential out there um i feel yeah. strong feel obviously speeds there been qualifying really well which is awesome because beginning of the season i was barely <laughs> cracking the top 10 qualifying yeah. so that was that was tough but mentally i stayed strong uh, worked through it we got the bike comfy the bike's really good right now and uh yeah for me uh yeah just having fun right now it's been <laughs> been super good the heat race today wasn't the best i struggled a little bit but then um you know main event time i know you know i yeah. got the fitness to go the long run and the speed's there so um the only thing i need to do right now is clean up my starts a little bit and we'll be be in a good spot for sure all right justin you're a dude that's got a reputation for being really good on really gnarly tracks uh it's been bad the last three or four have broken down a lot uh what was this track like tonight out there because on camera watching it looking at it it looked like it, it was uh, uh getting pretty bad i mean it was nasty enough that's for yeah. sure um <laughs> it, it broke down a lot yeah um it, it was just um so obviously when they tarp it the water sits in the bottom a little bit and you get yeah. these spongy spots and then they kind of are almost like walls so um they're just uh. super harsh and it's hard uh, it's hard on the hard on the hands and the wrist but uh, yeah. all in all it was a good racetrack um lots of lines lots of options in the corners it did break down a lot yeah. uh, for me i got kind of stuck in that following line jumping through loops in the beginning and then like eli said he was skimming them to the left and i i picked that up uh, okay. midway through and that was my big spot as well picking up a lot of time there in the loops but all in all the track definitely a lot of braking bumps it's the yeah. the braking bumps are gnarly on in supercross suspension so you gotta you know have a, have a good bike and we had a good setup tonight but the track definitely broke down and it was it was pretty rough all right and the crowd was definitely into it again tonight packed uh like sixty thousand people uh what's it like out there for you you Know, this year with these massive crowds and these sellouts that we've been seeing in Supercross. Yeah, definitely. The stadiums have been packed this year. It yeah. feels good, and we've definitely been putting on some really good races. There's, yeah. uh, we're all really strong competitors. Um, there's been great battles and a lot of fun. So I think uh, the fans are really enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying it as well. We're happy to be up here on the podium. We'll keep giving it to the fans for sure. <laughs> Very cool, Justin. Uh, got a week off here. We are not racing next weekend. Uh, what's going to happen? Do you want to just keep it rolling? You really seem to be building momentum the last three or four weeks in particular just getting better and better and better uh do you want to just keep racing or are you looking forward to this week off i want to keep it rolling for sure but uh <laughs> it's also nice to have a break um yeah. for us our, our team will do some motocross work on uh just we yeah. haven't really rode this new bike on motocross so it'll be good to get out there and uh get a feel for it but yeah. uh yeah just some training uh chill out on the weekend a little bit spend some time with the family but yeah i wish we were going racing uh, <laughs> we have a good roll going on right now
So yeah. it'll be it'll be weird, but it'll also be quite nice to chill out. All right, Justin, uh, congratulations back on the box tonight in Seattle. Looking freaking good on your birthday. Uh, couldn't ask for, I guess you could ask for a win would be the only thing that would make it better, but it was fun to watch tonight. Congratulations on your success. Uh, can't wait to see what happens when we head into Arizona in a couple weeks. Best of luck to you there. We'll talk to you soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You know, I am a consumer of all things moto, and I love moto videos. And I found this one. It's not at all a new video. In fact, it's a few months old already. It's the Rockstar Energy video, Welcome to Rawville, which features Colby Raha doing some freestyle at his freestyle park out in the middle of the desert called Rawville. And it's just a really good video. I love it when these... Uh, big dollar companies like Rockstar get out there and make a video with one of their athletes because it's next level like production, super solid. And just watching that dude ride and do the crazy stuff he does on a motorcycle is pretty badass. So if you haven't checked it out, get over to the YouTube and check out Welcome to Rawville by Rockstar Energy featuring Colby Raha. You will not be disappointed. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show on a Friday. And man, are we already getting into the moto. Getting deep into the moto. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? It's a Ramones song. Ramones were great, they kicked ass. One of the greatest punk bands ever, ever, ever. Shout out to the Ramones. All right, right now we are going to, uh, speaking of punk rock, it was funny, I met uh, one of the neighbors the other day and their dog's named Jonesy. I was like, <laughs> Steve Jones, Sex Pistols. He's a cool mofo. Oh, man. We like the punk rock here at the Big 4-9. We also like rock and roll radio when it used to exist, which is why we brought it back. We looked at the state of rock and roll radio in Los Angeles, which is uh, the birth of some of the biggest bands ever. A hell of a lot of bands came out of Los Angeles, California. Hell of a lot of bands played along the Sunset Strip and made it to where they are, thanks to Los Angeles, California. And then you look at rock and roll radio. We have Jack FM, which is a joke station, which is a better rock station than KLOS and K-Rock. K-Rock lost its way. K-Rock became, I don't know, <clears throat> they became a, a station for prepubescent whiny girls and, and that type of music. And then all... They, they, they have spurts where they're good, and then, then the same thing. They go into that alternative vaginal wussy crap that sucks ass, and they lose me. KLOS is... <clears throat> it's a classic rock station, let, let's place it. And we play tons of classic rock. There's nothing wrong with classic rock. But, you know, there's some classic rock that can't be heard on the 49, and you can find that over at KLOS. Want to hear some Bob Seger? You want to hear some John Cougar Mellencamp? That's good music. Just doesn't belong here. And they'll play that for you in spades. So, Rock and Roll Radio's only done right in Southern California. Only on the Big 49. Only. Only, only, only. And you know what else? I don't think any rock station ever in the history of the world ever, ever, has had its very own demon inside of the studio. I'm going to give you some great bad news on that. 
Um, we haven't been talking about it because we apparently were giving it power by talking about it. But now we're going to talk about it because, well, bad things are going to happen, boys. Oy. Let's see. I'm going to ask them a question even though they're not here. Do you want the good news first or the bad news? Oh, the good news. Okay, I'll give you the good news first. The good news is I have found a witch that is ready to clean up our mess that was made by Moto Man or Kyle. I don't, Jason is innocent in this. Jason didn't do anything. Jason's just a victim of working with idiots that bring demons to work, and then one of the idiots thinks it's funny to mess with it, and then it, it sort of gets out. All right, so then the problem is, when I track my witch back down to re-bottle the, put the, put the genie back in the bottle, so to speak, which is never easy, nobody would touch it because my witch was dead. She's dead. My witch is dead. The witch that put the demon in the box is dead. So I'm not laughing. I'm sorry, witch, if you're around. I'm sorry. I am not laughing at you. My witch is dead. So nobody else knows what kind of witch I used, and I don't know what kind of witch I used because she was uh, a Latin lady that only spoke Spanish, and I had an interpreter when I dealt with her. So I'm getting a new witch. I'm clutching my St. Michael medal as I talk right now. I wear I wear that everywhere I go. If you ever see me, I always have a St. Michael uh, medal on. The Archangel. That's what you do if you're a popo or a security officer. Keep you safe. Um, I also keep you safe from a demon. He threw, he threw Lucifer out of heaven. He's the dude to kick the devil's ass. So, anyway, the, the witch is going to come. And the witch said, all right, I will come in and I will deal with this. But here's what I need you to do. I'm like, sure, well, whatever you need. Besides a big chunk of my money, you MFers are costing me a fortune. She said, I need you to go get the box and just let it go. So, uh, not this weekend, next weekend. Not, uh, tomorrow we're doing a moto show, but just regular. And then the next weekend, I'm coming to the studio because we're doing Glen Helen in the morning for the two-stroke nationals. And then in the afternoon, we're going to come back in and cover the races from Glendale, Arizona, the Supercross. So we're doing a double header. And when we come back in the afternoon, I'm going to release that thing in the studio. And then hopefully the next week, we'll get her here to uh, clean it up. There you go. I found a witch. She's going to fix the problem. But before we can fix the problem, we got to completely let it go. And <laughs> she says she can do it. So I got faith in my witchy poo. Uh, we're going to make this happen. I don't know if we'll talk to her on the radio or not. I don't know if she wants to. But anyway, that's coming up. That is that is the new game plan. That is how I'm dealing with this issue. I made an executive decision as the executive of everything at the Big 49. That's how we're doing. Greg, this is another reason Greg, you don't hear Greg and Greg doesn't come to the studio. He's like, he's he's like, I have a nice peaceful life at my home where I work. Why would I want to come in there with you idiots that now have a demon in the studio? You got plumbing exploding. You got idiots riding motorcycles down the hallways. He just pretends we don't exist and just fixes the stuff and makes it sound good and keeps his distance. That's why he's smarter than all of us. And me and the other numbnuts says we're around the studio and doing bad things. I really haven't been around the studio much lately because, well, first off, Moto Man is a a-hole and gives away all the kettle chips to other people and and drinks and hides them from me and locks them in the warehouse and tries to keep them from me. And he's a, a little prick for that. And also, there's a demon there that I personally know that I have a feeling is going to be really pissed at me when it gets out of the box. So I got to talk to my witch again this week and get it all locked up. But next weekend, we're letting it go. 
There you go. That's your good news. All right, coming up next, Cooper Webb. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with Mr. Cooper Webb of the Red Bull KTM team. And Cooper, congratulations on another night. I know you didn't look very happy at the end of that race, but I'll get into that line of questioning here in a minute. Right now, let's talk about qualifying. You didn't look great at all in qualifying, and then you come out and bam and lay it down in the main event. And in the heat race, you get your first win in a heat race in a long time. And you're great when it comes race time, but in qualifying, it was not a, a great situation for you today. So walk us through that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't gel very well today with practice at all. Okay. Um, it was it was tough, you know, and, and I knew for the – the night show was time to step up. You know, I, yeah. I definitely um, didn't put myself in a good position. And I think even though, you know, the, the heat races normally don't mean a whole lot, I think it gave me a little bit of a spark to know that, that yeah. we're, we're in it. So yeah. that was good. And then, um, yeah, I, I knew the track was going to break down, which is usually something I, I excel at. So I, I didn't lose too much faith in it. But, okay. yeah, I, I was really off in practice and just okay. couldn't find a flow, really struggled all day every every session so okay. it was definitely good to bounce back and like you said i think this morning if you would have told me i was on the podium i'd be quite <laughs> happy so be able yeah. to fight like that to a p2 and and stay um within the fight was was awesome all right and speaking of that heat race win it's the first time in a long time and it's also the first time in a while we've seen you pull out the finger guns coop you pulled them out you pop out you pop out chase sexton as he goes across the line in midair we saw it what's that all about and is that just fun like, like walk me through that <laughs> yeah man it uh felt good i hadn't won a heat race all yeah. year and uh chase is good in them so uh yeah, it was, it was a cool deal, and um, you know, it was one of those things to maybe make him get out of out of whack and lose focus. And oh man, seems like it maybe worked. <laughs> Coop, I love the way you race, man. I absolutely love it. But now let's go over something. You were grinded all night. You get number two on the box. You're tied in championship points. It's still a really solid night. And I tell you, at the end of that race, you did not look happy. You looked like you were pretty pissed off. And it was not a celebratory situation for you, even coming in in second place tonight, even with the bad start early in practice. And then it just seemed weird. So uh, walk me through the emotions at the end of that race and what was going on. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're within a certain window, which I felt like I was at one point, um, okay. to to contend and, and you don't do that, it's definitely a little bit of a bummer. And I made a lot of mistakes there late, so I was more just kind of bummed on on that. Okay, um, gotcha. But it's tough, you know. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's such a, a good strong competitor. So, uh, like I said, I I think at one point I actually passed him, and then he got me back, and then. Um, like I said, I got into yeah. a window where I was close enough to really, I felt like, make something happen. And he started doing that whoop line, and um, I should have picked up on it and didn't. Made yeah. some mistakes in them doing my jump line. So, yeah, more more just, you know, we're, we're all competitive. We're all nitpicky as racers. And, uh, okay. you know, unless I feel like unless I execute a perfect race, you're always a little bit uh, upset afterwards. All right, and then at the end of that race, uh, Justin was putting it on. He's been finishing really, really strong these last few races uh, in particular. And did you feel him coming on because he was catching you there as we were coming to the checkered flag? Yeah, <clears throat> I could, I could tell. You know, he was riding well and was getting me yeah. there at the end. And um, I was, I was struggling there at the end. Just kind of, you know, the track changed quite a bit, and and some of my lines seemed to kind of go away. So. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I was definitely a little conservative, and then I saw he was catching me, and it's like, oh, oh shoot, you kind of got to get going again. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, obviously was able to to barely, you know, kind of yeah. hold him off. But uh, uh, how about the the fans tonight, Coop? Let's talk about this. You are out there with. Uh, the red plate, it's been an incredible season. We've had more sellouts than any time in recent memory in Supercross. The sport seems to be just growing and growing. Almost 60,000 fans here tonight. You guys tied for the red plate. For us as fans, it's amazing to watch what's going on. Uh, for you, what's it like out there uh, this season as we go into these packed houses like tonight? It's been a great season for racing and yeah. for fans. I mean, Yes. Tied it in the points. You know, I think that's a fan's dream. So uh, tonight was loud. It was pretty crazy to see in here. And, um, yeah, all year it's been been like that. But uh, it was a great turning out tonight. All right. And let's talk about this epic season that you're having, that Eli's having. Both of you with two championships. At the end of the season, most likely one of you is going to have your third championship. And what's that like? I mean, what would the third championship be like for you? What's it like being in this battle with Eli? Like, walk us through uh, the importance of this season for you, especially coming off a year like you had last year. So uh, what's your takes on this? Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, special. You know, we yeah. both have two. That's an amazing accomplishment in itself. And yeah. um, it's kind of weird, but this is the first time that we've, really gone head to head ahead i feel like so yeah. i think it's kind of what everyone hopes for at the end of it and, yeah uh, i mean it, it definitely is what we work for every day and it's the ultimate goal right every time yeah. you, you line up for a, a series <laughs> yeah. after you win it's it's a an addicting feeling so to get a third would obviously be amazing and um would would definitely be a great feeling and that's what we're going to keep striving for all right, uh, Cooper, man, it's uh, going to be a long couple of weeks here as we got no racing next weekend. Are you in the mindset right now of as you're in this battle for the championship with Eli that you just want to keep grinding out there? Or are you, uh, you like going to look forward to this week off, get some outdoor testing like uh, Barsha and Eli? Or, or what are you going to do? Yeah, it'll definitely be nice, uh, but it's it's tough when you're, when you're in that race mode, and, and especially now yeah. you're... You just want to keep going and, and finish this thing out and finish strong. But, uh, yeah, like Justin, we'll do some, some outdoor testing a little bit and yeah, enjoy a week and all. All right. Uh, Cooper, man, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate watching you this season and seeing that effort and that grind and seeing you just keep that red plate and hold on to it. And the battle with Eli is heating up. And it's really, really exciting. Uh, best of luck to you when we catch up with you guys again in Glendale, Arizona in a couple of weeks. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, Fox Raceway has been packed this week with a lot of pros out there getting their outdoor practice in as the Supercross has the week off. And I'm talking like everybody. The entire Red Bull KTM team was out there, the entire TLD Gas Gas team, and the entire Pro Circuit Kawasaki team all out there getting their work in. Now, from the video I saw, it didn't look like Barsha or Anderson took anybody out either, so everybody was just getting in some good outdoor practice. And it's a smart place to get your practice in because 
The season's going to kick off this year, May 27th. And remember, since the Supercross and Motocross companies combined forces to become the super friends of Motocross, the May 27th kickoff at Pala will be exactly two weeks to the day from the Supercross wrap-up at Salt Lake City on May 13th. So not a lot of time to get ready for outdoors, so everybody is getting as much as they can now, and Pala would be a really good place to be doing it. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, man. It's the big 4-9. I am Stretch. <sighs> Shout out to the 450 podium from Seattle. Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha, all for being on the show today. Shout out to all of them, minus Eli Tomac. <laughs> Two of the three are here in SoCal right now getting in their outdoor training. If you get out to these tracks, you just might see them. And then the outdoor season will kick off right here in Southern California. Fox Raceway at Pala on May 23rd. Or, I'm sorry, 27th. Something like that. Nah, that's why. Losing my way. I, I'm delirious. It's Friday and I haven't slept in about 37 hours. Uh, uh, by the way, as I plow through the show today and keep my game face on, I'm just heard back as I was loading the, the segment I just did before the uh, Cooper interview and I heard that and I'm like I'm going to release a demon that's in a box that knows who I am that most likely is pissed at me and my wife's gonna effing kill me. Here's the thing and this is a very dude real thing here you do the dumbest crap ever out with your buddies Hey, dude, watch this. Like, you come home and you're like, why were you at the hospital with a burnt arm? Oh, you know, motorcycle was just a fell on me. Yeah, okay, no, and really what happened is you were done riding motorcycles and you lit a bonfire and everybody was running and jumping over the fire and the fat guy didn't clear it and he got burnt. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. You're doing stupid things. And, and, and my wife is tolerant of of shenanigans to some degree it's I'm a professional shenaniger I also that's another reason the ghost is <clears throat> or the demon is out let's be honest I uh, joke around a lot I screw around a lot I'm a professional clown it's what I do and I bring in a demon in a box and I tell them hey there's a demon in a box and they're like stretch is effing with us well he wasn't now look what happened. Stretch wasn't effing around. That when people think you're effing around all the time, they don't take you seriously when they should take you seriously. And I was very, 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 very dead, 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 dead serious when I said, "Don't f with that box. That box right there. It's got a demon in it. Don't f with it. It's like a dimmick box. It'll open and the demon will come out and we will all be screwed. Well, we're screwed. I'm getting cleaned up though. I'm just saying, if something happens when we open it, and I don't know how soon. I don't. I don't Trying to figure, out, <clears throat> trying to figure out what the witch. Look, it's messing up my voice. <laughs> it's like it's messing with me. It does what we talk about it. Uh, if I, I don't know if the witch is coming and it's going to be there when I open it and then take it immediately, or if she wants it to fester uh, at the radio station for a few days, or if she's going to come up later, or what is exactly going to happen. But as of now, she says, release it, let it go, and then I'll come and get it. That's the good news. A bad news is I don't really have a timeline. 
that if I bring a demon home, which I already did, I already did, I had it at my house, unbeknownst to anyone, in a closet, just hidden away, and everything was fine. I never had anything happen to my house. It was bonded to that box before I brought it to the station for those dumbasses. So, if I bring it home, and, or if I come home with it, and it's out of the box, and it comes home with me, and it's not in the box anymore, uh, my wife's going to divorce me. My wife's going to be, you know what, I let you play radio with your stupid friends. I let you come home banged up and stupid. And I let you do stupid things with your stupid friends. And now there's a demon in my house. That is not going to go over well in my house. So it can't follow me home. I'm going to bring all of my holy water. And I'm going to bring, uh, I'm going to bring my, uh, I'm going to smudge myself before I go to the property on, on next Saturday. And I'm going to smudge myself when I get done at the property. And then I'm going to come home and pray to God. Say, Michael is with me and that we do not have the demon follow me home. It needs to stay at the radio station until the lady comes to get it. But it knows that. It, it, it already knows. It's, they're smarter than we are, apparently. And it knows what we're going to do before we do it. Or we're going to try to do. So I don't know what is in store for us. Oh. <sighs> Man, it's not easy trying to be stupid on the radio and then things blow up in your face. When you're stupid, but your friends are more stupid, really stupid stuff happens to your life. And then you got to explain it to people that aren't stupid. Like smart people. Okay, so, uh, I had this box I got from a witch with a demon in it, but I knew where the demon was and I got the wish to put it in there. And then I thought it'd be funny after six years to bring it to my work. And put it in there and, and, and mess with Kyle. And then somebody decided to mess more with Kyle. And it got out, dude. It's, it's, they, they let it out, bro. It's not my fault. Now it's like blowing up the plumbing. The lights are flickering. Crap's happening. The, the show's not loading when I load it. Uh, Kyle's truck blew up. Kyle lost his nephew to Jason. Everybody's been fighting ever since then. No, no, no. Uh, you explain this to an adult in the room and they look at you like, are you an idiot? And you're like, yes! Yes, I am! I am an idiot! Thank you for understanding me! That's what happens. Yeah, I'm too old for this. I'm too old to have three jobs that I have to work. And I'm too old to be having a demon chase me around because my friends are idiots! Too old for this! I'm a parent. I have, two, I have two adult children. I'm too old for this crap. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I'm gonna quit, I swear. My lord. All right. All right, uh, uh, coming up next, I will talk, I don't know, about something. I'm all rattled. I'm rattled myself now. I know what I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna do an actual story. I haven't done a story all day. I've been just babbling and doing moto. Uh, coming up, I will do a story that's interesting. Something interesting happened yesterday. We'll talk about it next. It involves the former president of the United States of America. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show on a Friday. Getting up out of here. Final hour. Uh, I wanted to do a real serious story. After talking about all the stupid things. Uh, if you did not see it, yesterday... Right here in the U.S. of A, 
in New York City, to be exact. Uh, they indicted Donald Trump on 34 counts of business fraud. Uh, the NYPD today has every single cop ordered every rank, every cop in uniform today. They expect bad things to happen in New York. They're saying they're still looking at Donald Trump for three other separate criminal investigations. Uh, the family is outraged. His lawyers are outraged. Republicans are outraged. Democrats are applauding. The McGough fury, they're calling it, as people are outraged. And here's what I say. In my opinion, they just handed Trump the next election because people that, like, I was done with that dude. I was past him. I was looking at DeSantis as the dude. This is so political and so witch honey that I'm like, all right, dude, I, you, I, I'm with you. I'm rolling with you. What are we doing? Like, that's where I am now. I'm back in. I was out. I was like, he, he was too controversial. He was too hot potato-y. Let's get somebody that's more of an adult in the room that's not in there talking smack. Even though I would be the greatest president ever, I might be the worst president ever because I can't keep my big mouth shut and I talk smack about people. I talk smack, smack about people that I actually like. It's even weirder. And Trump couldn't stay off of Twitter and that was distracting. I was like, let's get somebody else in there with a the good policy and we'll be fine. But now I'm like, all right, I can't let this happen. And now, and now... Even if you're ecstatic that Trump's getting indicted on these charges, ask yourself this. Is there a chance in hell that Joe Biden and his son Hunter don't go to prison? After some, I'm not talking now. The second, the second the Republicans get control of everything again, that dude's going to jail. Maybe highly possibly Hillary Clinton too. Payback is a bitch. And this, they just, they went too far. Everyone's been divided. Everyone hates each other. No one respects each other. It's everyone points the finger. And I'm as guilty of it as everyone else. I'm, I'm a hypocrite and I know it. And I can tell you, this went too far. Now you went after this guy. You've been after this dude since before he ever took the office when he was running. You were trying to get him, trying to get him. Every moment you were like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you didn't have anything. You didn't have unrushed collusion. You've tried and failed on so many times to get this guy that we don't think you ever have anything, even if you do have something. And now we're like, all right, you're going to do this to Trump. We're going to do this to Hillary. And we're going to do this to Biden. They just opened the worms. It's like the genie's out of the bottle. We need my witch to put it back in the bottle because I don't think this is fixable. I don't see this. This is a bad, bad, bad political move, and it is going to energize the the right base. Energize them. Like, I don't think the Democrats have any idea what they did, and the fact that initially they were saying it was for paying the chick he had an affair with, hush money or whatever. Dude, there's people that are alive that are in the, that were in the White House and have done way worse stuff than that way worse stuff than that. Don't be surprised if they don't find something to go after Obama too. They're, like, they're going to go after everyone over this. And none of these guys are innocent or squeaky clean in anything. And if you think they are, you are very naive. I Do I think Trump did probably most everything they said in this? 
Um, no, at this point, no, I don't. That's what's scary. I should, I should look at it and be like, oh, the evidence points at me, yeah, he did this. No, but now I'm like, no, they've been after the student, after the student, after the student. And when they went after him with the Russian collusion thing, which was nothing, and they got nothing, and they got nothing, and they keep coming up with nothing, I'm like, this is just another attempt to try to stop this dude. And why do they want to stop him so bad? Maybe he is good. Uh, they're energizing the base. I think this is a horrible, horrible, horrible day for America. I really do. And then in the meantime, you got Gavin Newsom going to the conservative states and having uh, pro-abortion parties, and that's not going to go well. Like, the left is doing everything they can to keep us divided and not trying to extend any olive branches and not trying to unite the country. They're incredibly divisive, and they're being met with equally divisive reactions from the right. And we are in bad, bad shape in America. We are in bad, bad shape. This is not good. Nothing is good about this. It's like if they had Trump selling stuff to the Russians or the Chinese or something, you know, like the bad stuff Biden's done, I could see going after him. It better be, whatever they reveal better be golden insane. Like I want dead bodies and I want to know where they're buried to be going after this guy like they are. But I don't think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get some eh stuff at best. We'll find out. And the people they got to testify are all have a lot to lose. So it's it, the whole thing is bad, man. All right, so anyway, good luck to America. God bless America. I mean that with all of my heart. I really do, because I think today is a low point in our nation's history, and I think we're about to turn a corner that we can't come back from. It's like they're saying, stop AI now before we can. I don't know if we can stop what's happened as of today, thanks to what's going down. I hope we can. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Let's get out of here next. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. There might not be any Supercross this weekend, but tonight there is the season wrap-up of the Arena Cross. Now, sure, the championship is already in the bag with Kyle Peters taking his fourth championship, but these guys are going out there, and they're going to get one last race in. It is tonight at 7.30. It's on the dreaded Mav TV, but it is the series finale of the Arena Cross Championship Series. Might be something you want to check out. And I got to admit, I went to the internet and I saw a commercial from all people in the world, Cooper Webb, who says he never misses a Friday night of watching the Arena Cross, how much he likes it. He knows all the riders and he's a huge fan. And that surprised the hell out of me. I'm like, they're letting him do a commercial for the Arena Cross? That's kind of crazy. But if you want to watch it tonight on TV. It is the Arena Cross season finale. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh my God, finally. I'm getting out of here. It is time for Stretch to go home on a Friday. It is time for Stretch to get some sleep. Man, I need sleep so bad. I powered through another week. I thank you for listening. I thank God for giving me the strength to get through another one and not give up. Every single day, man. It is a struggle, and if you struggle and you're doing, you know, a lot in your life and you got a lot on your plate and you seem like, man, I don't know if I can get through this, I feel your pain and I empathize and sympathize with you and I relate to you. And it's and, and at the same time, I want to big up, I want to big up my whole crew. I want to big up Moto, Moto Man does 37 things, man, and has got getting pinched at both ends. And it's just powering through. Shout out to Moto Man. Jason's got a business he's got to run. And then he comes up here and gives us a spare time. And he's got 
<clears throat> wife and little kids at home, and he takes time away to, to do everything he can with us. So I appreciate the hell out of Jason as well. And uh, uh, Bookie Kyle, dude's got a real job. And he's, he's a hard-working, real-ass, blue-collar mofo, and he keeps it real, and he's up here giving us all his time he can, too. I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys, and I thank you guys, and, and I feel everything that all of you are going through. I'm with you, man. I am with you. I'm doing three jobs. I am right now wrapping up a... I think I'm on 38 hours right now. 38 hours of not sleeping and just working... And I got one meal in there in that entire time. It's 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 just what it is. You just got to do what you got to do. And the fact that you talk talking whatever it takes for you to get that motivation to get your ass out of bed in the morning, I salute you. Whatever it is. You want to go have a drink, have a drink. You want to go smoke something, smoke something. I'm not judging anyone, man. Because I, I got to say a prayer. That's how I'm going to get me up. I bet God, please give me the strength to get through this and don't let me wear myself to where I'm sick and then I can't work, I can't be out, I can't, I gotta do this. I gotta power through and I just do it. And then I get up and I drag my ass out of bed. There's a saying we used to say, there was an old commercial years ago when I was on uh, Mornings at Star. And there was a commercial at the time, I think it was a Dunkin's Donuts commercial. This guy worked at Dunkin' Donuts and he had to get up in like middle of the night to go to work, just like we did. And he would like walk down the hall and his wife was there and he'd be like, gotta make the donuts. <laughs> and we all used to say that all the time. We used to say that in the, in the studio. We'd be, we'd be walking in, dragging ass and somebody would go, gotta make the donuts. Cause we just had to do it. We had, that was our job. We had to do it. To this day, I'm in a room, it's me and Sarge most of the time when I wake up. And I guess I wake up and I will say, Gotta make the donut stretch. <laughs> and I will set my ass up and I will laugh in my head and then I will walk down the hallway and get myself whatever gets you out of bed, man. Do it. Get that motivation. Keep powering through. It's going to be better. There's light at the end of the tunnel and things will be the way you want them to be. And just keep working and keep believing in yourself and keep believing in your dreams. And if nobody believes in you, believe more in yourself and double down. Failure is not an option and we will win. We are winning. The Big 49 is a freaking juggernaut of rock and roll moto broadcasting. And it's getting bigger by the day. And I thank the F out of you guys for listening to it, man. And I'm going to keep making the donuts and I'm going to keep getting up and I'm going to keep doing everything I can do and I know my crew's going to do the same man those are my dudes so shout out to them once again shout out to you guys I will talk to you tomorrow for the at least an hour of the moto show at noon when we'll go over everything going on in the moto world and then I'm going to let these idiots know I'm releasing a demon next weekend (laughs) what could go wrong I don't know even with a demon in my house I'll still be up making the donuts nothing's going to stop us so Until I talk to you tomorrow, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America. We really need that one right now.